Hi, and welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast, where authenticity meets wellness. I'm your host, Mackenzie Missel, a certified holistic health coach and certified international health coach. In this podcast, we're diving into the heart of health and wellness, where we'll be exploring all of the real, raw, and imperfect aspects of this transformative journey, while talking about all of the wellness hot topics and trends that I know you guys see online. So without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Let's Get Real podcast, or welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie Missile, and welcome to episode number three. I'm going to be talking about all things thriving within your means and navigating wellness on a budget, as the title says. My goal in making this episode is to make wellness as easy and affordable as possible and share some really good hacks and tips and tricks that I've learned along the way on my own wellness journey. I also want this episode to show that it is possible to thrive within your means or your budget, like the title says, and that you don't need to be ultra wealthy to hit your wellness goals. But not only that, living also a healthy lifestyle can actually save you money, and that's something I want to show you guys in this episode. But first, let's talk about my Let's Get Real habit and my Let's Get Real hot topic or trend for this week. If you're new here, I share a Let's Get Real habit every single week, which is generally uh, me getting honest and open about a habit that I've been doing or just I'm passionate about and want to share. And my Let's Get Real hot topic or trend for the week is usually something that I pick off TikTok or something online that I see people talking about and doing and I want to add my own commentary to and my own two cents on. So my let's get real habit of the week is taking a spoonful of coconut cult yogurt every single morning, specifically their chocolate mousse flavor, and that helps keep me regular. So if you know, you know, but it's definitely a money saving hack for me because I approach it from the sense that it's not a yogurt, it's a probiotic. I take a spoonful of it every single morning. So for one jar that I buy at the store, it's eight ounces and it lasts me two weeks at the price of $10. So I usually spend $20 a month on a probiotic that I take every single day, which I don't think in comparison to other probiotics on the market that you can buy in a pill form is really that bad. And I noticed that this one worked for me a lot better than a lot of the other ones out there. Because when I ran out of the yogurt and I couldn't find it at the stores near me, I got a little backed up, you shall say, and a little irregular. And I definitely noticed that when I started taking it again, I got more regular and it definitely works for me. But with that, I also want to share a little hack in getting the yogurt if you are interested in trying it. So I buy it only at Fresh Time, Fresh Market, or Whole Foods, and it's priced, like I said, at $10 for an 8-ounce jar. But if you were to buy it directly from their website, they price it somewhere between $30 to $40 for a 16-ounce jar, which is crazy to me. And they make you buy at least two jars, so your total costs like rack up to somewhere between 60 and 80 dollars plus shipping for 32 ounces of the yogurt total but bear with me in this if you buy it at whole foods fresh market or fresh time then you can buy three of the eight ounce jars 
for a total of 24 ounces of the yogurt for $30, which is around the same price as one of their 16-ounce jars they sell on their website. And I know that's a lot of numbers, again, but it's definitely a money-saving hack that's helped me in price comparing and spending as little as possible and saving as much as possible. Okay, so now on to my Let's Get Real Hot Topic or Trend of the Week. I'm going to be talking about CMOS. And I want to talk about this because I've seen it all over TikTok where people take a spoonful every single day out of a jar or they throw it in their smoothies and I want to talk about it. So I know someone who I won't name, but I do want to use this person for my example because they bought a few jars of CMOS in hopes of it being a miracle fix for them and that they're approaching it that it would supplement all their nutritional needs and just be like a quick fix for everything and they weren't really prioritizing or changing anything that they're eating which was primarily fast food and there's no shade or shame for that by the way but if you're not prioritizing your nutrition to begin with but are wanting to increase more healthy habits in your life like taking sea moss every day that's definitely a great intention but I would recommend reconsidering your approach to nutrition my point in sharing this is that CMOS is just not a quick fix for whatever health issues you have, and I feel like that's what it's marketed to be on TikTok. And focusing on getting in nutritious meals and supplementing when truly necessary will, one, save you money from not having to buy a bajillion supplements that you don't need, and two, because nutrients from food are way more bioavailable or accessible for a body to use compared to supplements. I also personally took CMOS consistently for a month and I really didn't notice a difference that made it worth it for me to continue taking, which is a larger conversation of finding things that are actually making a large difference and something I kind of touched on in the yogurt that when I stopped taking it, I noticed that I was having health problems and becoming a little irregular and that when I did take it, I was regular. So my point in sharing this is that CMOS is marketed as a quick fix or a magic supplement or a miracle supplement or whatever you want to call it and that in my opinion, the supplement isn't really worth taking and doesn't have the nutritional benefits that it's marketed to have and focusing on nutrition from food and just changing your diet is going to be way more impactful for your overall well-being. Okay, so that was my let's get real habit and my let's get real hot topic or trend of the week. Now let's jump into the meat of this episode. So the first thing I want to talk about is the concept health means wealth or health is wealth. And I just want to say in terms of financial reasons or monetary reasons that health does not have to mean wealth. And what I mean by this is that you don't need to be an extremely wealthy person to live a healthy and long-lasting life. I think a good example of this is just comparing blue zones to, like, some of the richest people on earth that suffer a lot of health issues and no matter how much access and money they have to some of the top doctors in the world, they still have all these health issues compared to people in blue zones who maybe don't have as much money but are doing healthier things for themselves that a lot of times don't cost a lot of money and are able to live way longer than the rest of the population. 
And I just wanted to, like, touch on the term health is wealth because I feel like for so many people, it can be interpreted in this way that in order to be healthy, you have to be wealthy. And social media definitely plays a a huge part in that, just from, from blowing it out of the water to make you feel like you always need to do more or buy more things, and it just affirms the narrative that health is super expensive to achieve. One, in reality, health can be very expensive in cases when someone is chronically ill and needs lots and lots and lots of treatments, and I do recognize that in saying this, but that is also another reason why I want to share this episode with you guys, because health can be very expensive when you don't take care of yourself leading up to that point. Which brings up the other meaning of the phrase, health is wealth. Health can become wealth when we view it in the light that good health allows us to do everything we do in our lives, and without it, life would probably be a lot more challenging. And I really have found that so many of us do take our health for granted when we are really healthy and able-bodied and think we can just worry about it later. But in actuality, right now is all we have in a not-so-cheesy way. And if you prioritize your health now, you can increase your chances of having a better later in life. Because of this, I'm such a big advocate for preventative health care, which to me means consistently eating the food that is better for you, moving your body a few times a week, lowering your stress, and getting enough sleep to prevent you from burning your body out from poor treatment that would lead you to possibly get sick and need those expensive treatments. I also recognize that everything is 100% preventable and that everything I say here falls within reason, that there are some exceptions, but I do hope that I can provide some useful tips and strategies that I will start sharing now. Okay, so I categorized my money-saving tips and strategies into three larger buckets that I broke down. So one, food and nutrition, two, fitness and exercise, and three, other healthy habits. And I'm going to go in order of those. So bucket number one is food and nutrition. And my first tip is to make your own plant-based milks if you buy them in store. This is such an easy thing to do. If you make almond milk, for example, all you have to do is soak your almonds overnight in a cup of water, or it depends on how many almonds you have. You can look up a recipe online and you just soak it in water. You blend it and then strain it in a, um, a cheesecloth the next day and that's all you need to do. And it saves a lot of money from buying plant-based milks in stores and a lot of times can't be healthier for you depending on which brand you buy because there's gums and oils that they sneak into a lot of plant-based milks. So that's my first tip. My second tip is to plan out your meals for the week before you go grocery shopping so that you aren't buying things you won't use because there's nothing worse than having no idea what you want to eat that week and having no like game plan for meals and you just walk around the grocery store looking for random things that look good and then you come home and you can't really make a single meal out of anything. So I would definitely recommend planning your meals out ahead of time because that will save you money from buying excess food or just poor planning to begin with. Okay, so my third tip is to meal prep to save time and money so you have something that's quick instead of gravitating towards fast food. Um, There's nothing worse than being super hungry and you open the fridge and there's nothing there. And I think that if you were to spend a few hours on the weekend or whenever you have time just to meal prep a few meals to have throughout the week, and this can be as simple as making your own like 
Lunchables style, like lunch boxes or like the snacks that they sell at Starbucks that are like the protein boxes. You can make your own version of that with whatever snacks you like and then keep them in the fridge. My fourth tip is to grocery shop at Aldi, especially for meats that are grass-fed or hormone-free because they're priced really well and the lowest I've seen in a grocery store. My fifth tip is in terms of produce, trying to prioritize buying the Dirty Dozen organic and not worrying about the clean 15 that the EWG puts out on their website and I'll link that in the show notes. I live by the principle with produce that if I'm eating the outside of it, so for example, if I'm juicing a lemon only, I would buy it not organic, but if I were to use the zest of the lemon, so the outside, then I would buy organic. This works really well for avocados, pineapples, bananas, squash, and onions too, and I'm sure there's a few that I missed which some of those are also included in the Clean 15, but I generally live by this because I know I'm not eating any of the pesticides sprayed directly on the produce or really anything that touched it, but I do recognize that it's not perfect. My sixth tip is what I mentioned in my Let's Get Real Habit of the Week is buying coconut cult yogurt from Fresh Time, Fresh Market, or Whole Foods for $10 a jar. And like I said earlier, that lasts me two weeks. It's the cheapest and most effective probiotic I've taken at around $20 a month. And like I mentioned earlier, that a lot of other probiotics are priced way higher than that. My seventh tip is to buy only a few supplements that work really, really well for you and are things that you truly notice make a difference for you when you stop taking them. For me, that's my coconut cult yogurt, even though it's technically a yogurt. And another non-negotiable for me is the Heart Health Supplement by Symbiotica, which has inositol in it. And that works really well for me and I notice a difference when I'm not taking it. So those are the staples for me that I feel like I need to prioritize taking and purchasing. Another tip I have in terms of food and nutrition is I would just recommend working with a doctor to figure out what you're deficient in so you can prioritize that too. Kind of similar concept of just figuring out what it's actually necessary for you to take in terms of supplementing. Another tip that's pretty similar is I would recommend working with a doctor to figure out what you're deficient in so you can prioritize taking those supplements too and that way you're not playing a guessing game and spending a bunch of money on products that probably won't work for you and are not designed for specifically what you need. And another tip I have is I feel like unless you really need to take more. Similarly, I aim to take around three to five supplements at a given time. Otherwise, to me, it seems like way too much and it gets way too expensive and unsustainable in keeping that habit because if I'm taking more than five, like, supplements, especially in pill form, I just stop taking them at that point. Like, I just don't want to do it. And my last food and nutrition related tip might be a little niche, but if you are looking for a selenium supplement, I would recommend potentially buying a bag of Brazil nuts instead, and I take two a day, um, and that will last me well over a month for around $15 from Trader Joe's. Okay, moving on to my next bucket, I'm going to be talking about fitness and exercise. So my first tip is to go for a walk outside around your neighborhood or a trail or a park or a beach or wherever you live that would be free and accessible. It's a really good way to get a workout in that 
doesn't cost like any money except for a pair of shoes and clothes. So I definitely recommend that. My second tip is to watch YouTube videos to work out if you don't want to slash can't afford a gym membership. There's a lot of really good workouts out there on YouTube that are free. My third fitness and exercise related money saving tip is to research a few bodyweight exercises that you can do at home and create your own fitness plan that you can follow. For example, I made my own ab and core day, arm and upper body day, and a leg and glute day that I do at home sometimes, especially if I want to hit my fitness goals but can't make it to the gym that day, or if you don't have a gym membership, this is a really good way with the internet nowadays that you can access information and do some research to figure out what would work really well for you. And my last exercise and fitness-related money-saving tip is to stretch at home, and I think it's a really good fitness-related habit that's super good for your health. It's really important to be able to stretch your muscles and keep your flexibility as you age, and you can follow YouTube videos that will teach you how to do so. So my third bucket is other healthy habits, which is just kind of a cluster of different things wellness related that I couldn't really categorize into anything other than its own random category. So for my first one, my first money saving tip is if you can't afford a cold plunge but are interested in the benefits of it and wanting to do so, take a cold shower instead because you can get like very, very similar benefits from it and you'll still get the cold exposure as you would from a cold plunge and you can stand in the shower for a few minutes and do that and get, like I said, similar benefits. My second random money-saving tip is to use the app Headspace or YouTube or other free meditation apps out there if you want to learn more about how to meditate or that's something you want to implement more into your life. That's a really good free option for developing that habit. My third money-saving tip is if you want to learn more about health and wellness, you can listen to podcasts for free information, but obviously be careful where you get your information from. My fourth random healthy habit that saves me money is that I don't really wear makeup and I don't get my nails done because there's a lot of like cleaner makeup out there but a lot of it's very expensive and I've just preferred like prioritizing skincare over makeup and I've just learned so many more chemicals and endocrine disruptors are in nail polish and makeup and I just avoid it altogether. My next tip is kind of on a similar note that I mentioned in my last episode that I'm sober, so because of that, I don't drink any alcohol, and that can also save a lot of money and is really important for your health and definitely can better your health. Another free thing that I feel like is overlooked is sleep, and obviously it depends on your schedule, but for the most part, like, sleep's free. You don't need to pay anything to sleep. And it has so many benefits for your overall health. And if you can get a good night's sleep and prioritize sleep in your life, that will increase your health in so many ways. And my last money-saving tip or strategy is gardening. Although it's not necessarily free and there's definitely like a price range on it, it's something that people in the blue zone do a lot and that helps them live longer and healthier lives because it allows you to grow your own produce and save money potentially that way, but it's also a really good workout and typically gives you sun exposure that's really healthy for you as well. So those are all my money-saving tips and strategies and like things that I've thought about that are like free or ways to help you save money and also pursue 
wellness and hit all of your wellness goals. But there's also something I want to add on to the tips and share about is the importance of weeding out what's truly necessary for your life. And when I say necessary, I mean specifically what adds into your life and not necessarily your basic needs, although those are included in it. For example, there's a lot of talk about needing to take certain supplements every single day in the wellness community, which sometimes can be helpful, but a lot of times is people doing too much or adding extra pressure to you to do more and keep up. And I think that if you're approaching wellness from a budget-friendly standpoint, you'll want to figure out what actually works for you and the things that are most important for you to do, or in this case, buy, that might not be important to someone else. So I recommend assessing the habits that you actually want to prioritize in your life and continuing doing and also maybe want to lean into financially because it'll help you get clearer on both your goals and your budget so you can prevent overspending and just overall save your money. And it's also a really sustainable thing to do when you have a few habits that you know will carry you into the future instead of trying to overwhelm yourself with a bajillion habits that will cause you to quit your wellness journey and just like an all or nothing mindset that if you do a million things or you do nothing, I think it's really healthy to approach it from a standpoint of the things to experiment and find out what actually works really, really well for you and adds into your life. And it'll help you figure out what to actually spend your money on. And I would also say in order to figure this out and narrow what actually works for you, like it definitely is going to take a little bit of trial and error to figure out things that like add into your life and work for your life. But also taking a piece of paper and reflecting and writing down a few simple categories or buckets of wellness like I mentioned before. So, for example, this would look like writing down nutrition as one bucket and fitness as another, and then under each of those buckets, I could write down, like, specific goals for those categories of mine that I would want to prioritize to focus on in my habits and spending. So, to niche it really down for you, you'd write down nutrition bucket one, fitness bucket two, and then under that, for like under nutrition, you could write down eat more protein if that's your goal. If you're wanting just to eat more protein and prioritize that in your diet, then you could have that goal and then like look into your life and be like, how do I actually achieve this? And when you go to plan your meals for the week, then you can make sure that you're prioritizing your meals around your protein for your meals. And because you're doing that, you know when you grocery shop, you're grocery shopping for the things that you actually need and the things that will help you actually meet that goal and spend money on to hit that. A final thing I want to add on to this episode is that it's also really important to recognize that you don't need to do every single thing that your health and wellness influencers you see online preach because you are your own unique self and that may just be unrealistic for you to do everything that they say and not even be applicable to your life or literally make any sense for you. For example, if you don't have the money to sauna, then don't feel the need to sauna just because you see videos online of people saying to do so. Like, yes, saunaing is amazing for your health, but if you do prioritize working out, you can definitely get similar benefits in terms of sweating out toxins that you would when you sauna. So maybe not exactly the same thing, but definitely good enough. 
And sauning is also one of those things I feel like is very extra and it's good for you, but not necessary to be healthy. Like, that was not one of the power nine habits in the blue zones. And I would say, like, fitness and nutrition are way more important than, like, those fancier habits. But also on the flip side, if you can afford sauning, then like go crazy and sauna it up if you really want to and that's something you enjoy and adds into your life like we talked about. I would also just say to try to block out the noise of the world and specifically social media and just figure out where to cut corners in your life and where not to in terms of your spending so you can hit your budget goals and also your wellness goals at the same time. Because chances are some of the influencers you follow maybe don't have as much money as you think they do, or maybe there's just a huge disconnect in what they make their life look like online versus what it actually looks like in real life. One big example of this that I see online in the health and wellness influencer space where they don't talk about is that they preach about eating healthy foods and nutrition, and I'm obviously doing the same thing, but if you have it once a week, then like... In the long-term scale of things, that's not that bad. Like, you want to prioritize, like, getting your nutritional needs, but if you're really craving fast food, like, don't restrict yourself. And I'm just here to say to not pressure yourself to model your life exactly like someone you see online, especially these health and wellness influencers, because chances are they aren't living the exact life they show online. So give yourself grace for... Where you're, where you're at in life and just do your best because you deserve it. And a lot of times, social media is really fake. So on that note, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you're able to take away something that I shared and hopefully save some money. Thanks again for listening. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Let's Get Real podcast. If you enjoyed our candid conversations about health and wellness, don't forget to subscribe for more real and raw insights. The best way to support the podcast is to rate and review. Also, if you'd like to connect with the podcast and I on social media, you can find us at at Mackenzie Missile and at Let's Get Real Pod on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok. I'd love to hear your thoughts, questions, or even share your own wellness journey with me. Lastly, remember your wellness journey is uniquely yours. Embrace the imperfections, celebrate the victories, and let's continue this journey together. Until next time, stay real and stay well. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. As always, seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions that you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have heard in this podcast. Reliance on any information provided is at your own discretion.